Hello and welcome listener. I'm your host, Gino Mowry, and I cordially invite you to join me as I narrate several sinister tales for your enjoyment. So put on your headphones and turn off the lights and get ready for episode 2 of Tales from the Quarantine. Our first tale is titled, The Shy Girl. In a box down the road lives the shy girl. You might not see her, but she sees you. She is quiet and keeps to herself in her little garden. She tends, at night, to stay inside, face covered. The world outside is an unpleasant vision. So please, be quiet, be reasonable. Should you be walking at night past her garden? For in that box lives the shy girl. You won't see her, but she will see you. Our second and final tale of the night is titled Closing Time. Last summer, I got a job to help pay for college. My dad was good friends with Belle, the old woman that ran the local diner, and managed to get me a job there working nights. It was nothing too glamorous, just cleaning, getting everything ready for the people on the morning shifts. But I didn't mind. A job's a job, as the old man says. What mattered was, I was getting paid. And once I had closed shop for the night, I could swipe as many pastries as I liked. Better than them going to waste at any rate. So, as far as I was concerned, I'd hit the jackpot. And it certainly seemed that way, too because the first few weeks went by without a hitch. Eventually, Val even started to let me lock the place up by myself, which meant even more danishes for me. I just had to make sure to lock the door before I started to clean up, otherwise the odd straggler would come in and I'd have to start serving again. Everything was going fine, until that one night. I had been brought in early as the diner had been super busy the past few days, and Belle needed an extra pair of hands. It was one of those summer days where the, the heat hangs heavily in the air. Everything was sticky hot and the hours passed by agonizingly slow. So by the time I had served the last customer, cleaned the plates, glasses and mugs, taken out the trash and wiped down all the counters. I had forgotten to latch the damn door. I had my back to it, scrubbing away. Then I heard the little bell above the door tinkle. I swore silently to myself and turned, ready to say we were close to whoever had walked in, but the words caught in my throat. 
Standing in the doorway was a man. He was wearing a ratty uniform of some kind, and his hair was hanging down in front of his face like a greasy veil. He stood there for what must have been a good minute or so, illuminated by the buzzing fluorescent lights of the diner, before swaying and stumbling forward towards the counter. I thought he was going to fall over or pass out or something. I managed to ask if he wanted me to phone him a cab or an ambulance, but he didn't seem to hear or even notice me. My heart had begun to beat a little faster at this point. I'd dealt with drunks before, but for some reason this guy put me on edge and set me to shivering despite the summer heat. He slumped gracelessly onto one of the stools and rested his arms heavily on the counter. His head was still bowed, so I couldn't see his face, but now that he was closer, I noticed something strange. He was dripping wet, like soaked to the bone. His uniform hung heavily off his skinny frame. Large drips fell from his sleeves and their impacts with the floor intermittently filled the silence. Where'd this guy come from? It sure as shit wasn't raining, and the nearest lake was still miles away. How in the hell did he end up like this? Kofi. Rasped the man. His voice sounded like chain links being dragged over gravel. I fetched a mug and poured out what was left in the percolator, trying my best to keep my hands steady. I figured the coffee might sober him up enough so I could get him out the diner at least. As I passed the mug to him, I changed a closer look at the fella. The guy must have been military. Maybe an old fat who had too much whiskey trying to chase the demons away. He sat and stared deeply into the black coffee. The dripping continued. He reeked of seawater. The smell had taken a moment to reach me, but I swear I could taste the salt in the air. I could feel my pulse beginning to rise with every beat of it that hit the floor. I just wanted to get this guy out of here and get home. You got a name, kid? He asked, each word sounding stilted and forced. The last thing I wanted to do was engage this guy in conversation, but each second that passed made my scalp prickle white hot with the thought that my silence might only make things worse. Michael. My, my name's Michael. I managed to blurt before the discomfort became unbearable. The guy was silent, as if contemplating my reply. His arm twitched, sending a cascade of drips onto the floor. 
each one a howitzer sounding off in the silence. He looked up, and I could just about make out his eyes beneath the hair. Two inky black pools set deeply into his pallid face. The pale skin around his mouth looked raw and sore, oozing clear liquid as his lips contorted into a tortured grin. Well, Michael, you wanna know what it's like to live forever? He wheezed through those cracked lips. Live forever? This guy must have been crazy. I wanted to scream, yell at him to leave, but a feeling deep down in my gut told me that if I did, things would only get worse. It is hell. The words curled out of his mouth like smoke from a dying fire. He moved, and I tensed, expecting the worst. Reaching into the pocket of his tattered jacket, he pulled out a thick brass coin and began to roll it between his knuckles. It glimmered dully in the light of the diner as it flicked from finger to finger. I found myself unable to stop from staring at it, caught in its hypnotic holding pattern. As quick as it began, my trance was broken as the man slammed the coin onto the countertop between us. For the coffee, he said as he heaved his body from the chair and made a move towards the front door. He swung the door open and stumbled out, vanishing into the night. I stood rooted for a moment. The tension still gripped me and my heart was pounding away like a jackhammer. I locked up as quick as I could and called a cab, not wanting to risk the walk home. I told my dad and he chalked it up to the summer heat and drunken idiots, and for a while I started to believe him. Until the next closing night when I was clearing the register and at the back I found lodged the brass coin the stranger had left behind. Thank you for joining me, listener, for what will be the second episode of Tales from the Quarantine. As always, please feel free to leave any feedback in the comments below, as it is much appreciated. The music tracks used in this episode were Hello Reagan and Hello Michael by Loyalty Freak Music, sourced from freemusicarchive.org. <laughs>